You're listening to the audio portion of Workshop Wednesdays. Workshop Wednesdays is a free live discussion about topics affecting accountants, bookkeepers, and business owners. You can join the Avo group on Facebook to participate live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Just search for ABBO in Facebook. This podcast is brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, where you will learn, grow, and build a thriving bookkeeping practice. We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at SchoolofBookkeeping.com. Welcome to another Workshop Wednesday brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, which is casual conversations for serious workflows. But today we're going to be, we've kind of talked a little bit last week about the whole idea of disputes and, and how to, how to kind of handle that inside of, inside of QuickBooks. And we talked a little bit about the, the new QBO, new, new payments issues that, that happened. And and we did want to put out a little disclaimer. Well, after we had talked about that last week and we kind of shared, shared that we have it on a, a blog now, it's come to our attention that if you are, if you are doing firm build, setting up QBO, well, if you're, if you're doing firm build build, account, yes. The firm build and QBO account. So like you, you're in your QBOA and you create a, a new QBO subscription for your client and you are managing the billing. That situation does not create this whole process of the half created merchant account. It's only for companies that are direct build. I don't know if that means that if you're using the direct billing method inside of QBO, a right, like you're creating it and then giving them, you know, your, your discount, you know, your pro advisor discount for the, for the first year or whatever that happens to be, if that causes that, but we actually tested it yesterday with a, with a brand new trial. And so what the, the, what, what ultimately happens is during the, during the, the, the setup interview, you, it, it, it asks, it asks a question about Hey, let's set up you, let's set up your invoices so you can get paid and you don't even have to acknowledge <laughs> you, you can even skip it. You can even skip the question and, and it's still what, what ultimately happens when you go into an invoice, the check boxes to turn on credit card or ACH, they're available to check, right? So they're uh-huh. not turned on by, they're not turned on by default, but they're available to check, right? And. I would assume, you know, we, we may have, may want to dig, dig into this a little bit deeper. I would assume that if you had answered the questions in the setup interview, yes, I get paid by credit card or yes, I get paid by, by ACH that they would have been checked auto- automatically for you. Yeah. But again, that, again, that's that half setup QuickBooks online payment account where, where it will send the, the invoice with the pay now button. They could potentially be, you know, set, set you up, you know, and collect the funds. And then it will ask you to finish the setup. And also another thing that came up, Carrie, what if they are in an industry, what if they're a gun seller, right? Or, or if they're, they're, they're selling marijuana, uh, you know, those, those risky industries that, that aren't supported with with, with a payments co- company, you know, cause they haven't set up 
the whole the whole account yet. Really that comes enough. after. Yeah. So what happens to the money at that point if they are actually a company that doesn't that's not supported in QuickBooks payment? Wow, that's thoughts really about what would happen happen there. We don't know. We've got to yeah. find out this for our audience because that's a really good right. question. There, it, there, is a, money, there is a list. Yeah, there, there's a list of non-supported payments accounts that the, that the that QuickBooks payments doesn't doesn't support. So how would they know until they've actually gone through the process of 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 applying for the merchant account? But here is this half set up situation. So for the, so that's for the people that are the QBO account holder, but the, their customers, what are they, are they just receiving the same old electronic invoice that we, mm -hmm. we love pay from anywhere? You could be on the beach, you could be in the bathroom, yep. you hit, you know, and then they select ACH or credit card. And then that money is sitting somewhere until the holder of the QBO account gives them their banking information. But I would think that they need to give industry and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause when you, when you apply, when you apply inside of, and maybe, maybe that's what we do next week is, is actually really, you know, do a little demonstration of, of how this, how this shows up. Yes. But, um, that would be, but you, you, once, once you're at the point of the, the, the money has been collected, then, then there's a, a QuickBooks online will then say, okay, well, let's. Let's finish setting up your account. The first thing is about tell us about you, tell us about your business, and tell us about your bank. You know, those we, those are the things. Those are the three things that they need to know in order to to finish setting up the merchant account for them. And that's when they're going to say, "Oh, we didn't know that you were selling ammunition," or "Oh, we didn't know that you know that you were you were in the cannabis industry." or, you know, any of the other, you know, high risk uh, industries that they would prefer not so to have. There must be some sort of a, which is what we need to learn is what's the process when that happens. So the money sits in a holding account and you've got to just reverse and give it back to the customer. That's fine. Because <laughs> I know that I've seen people complaining in the interwebs about my money is trapped. So I would imagine that they're, that they just want to then say, oh, ew, and send it back probably. And then you have, you know, the customer and then all that drama, they think they paid and then they get the money back. Yeah. yeah. Susan so that, brings up a good question. You're like, how can you give it back if you never got it? But that would be well, more the, of the intuitive. Into, right? into it would have to give it back. But then yeah. because it didn't really hit your bank account, there's no audit trail. So yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good a question. We ask our we'll ask our we'll ask our reps how yeah. what they know about that. Because right. you know, I don't think it's I don't think that I think that the, this happens from time to time, but like all the process, all the apps that come through us, most of them we we rarely hit those industry no nos. It's one percent. So they probably, they've got to, you know, there's got to be a system, but I think they just go, ew, and send that turkey money back. That would be, that's probably the case. 
we'd hope so that they would be, you know, forthcoming, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a mess, right? And when that sort of thing is, has happened, it's like, you know, you drove, you drove over the tire strip at the parking garage and now you need to back up. Uh, I need you know, my tires se and there's severe tire. Yeah. yeah. You end up with speed. some severe tire damage here. Yeah. I, yeah, that would be it. We do, we do need to put a pin in that idea and see what, what that really means because like Susan pointed out, it didn't hit your bank account, so you really can't follow the audit trail. And we've had customers that have said, wait a minute, we didn't want payments. Now what? But I'm like, well, you got the money. Can finish it out and get paid. Um, and then, I don't know, cancel. But once you see how easy it is to use, it's sort of, you're, you're not really cutting edge if you don't offer that electronic invoicing. So it is the way of the future. I absolutely love when someone sends me an, an invoice. I love when I go to lunch with my friends and I owe someone money. Boop! If they don't have Venmo set up, I'm lost. Are you kidding? I have to, I've had friends that say, write me a check. No. Oh. no. Set up some electronic PayPal, Venmo, Apple Pay. I don't know. Make it so I can dump the money back to you and I don't owe you anything. I don't want to carry cash. All right. Carry cash. That sounds like a, a, a new currency. With the, yeah. If we can get some cash. I'm, cashless. I'm usually cashless carry. I don't have it in my wallet. So right. a pickpocket pickpocketer would be very disappointed looking yeah. for cash. <laughs> so our original topic was going to be about issuing refunds. We got sidetracked talking about That's what we did. last, last week. Conversation. But let's, uh, you know, so, I mean, tailing off of Susan's, you know, how do you give it back? Right. So we wanted to talk about refunds, right? So when you are, when you've collected money from, from someone electronically, depending on the method of, of how you've collected it will determine how you give it back. Right. When there's money movement happening over over electronic to the means, audio right, portion digital, of digital transaction of, of, of funds. Is a free if it's a bank transaction, topic that, that, that falls into one bucket, business owners, credit card transaction, you can join which, the Avro falls in, into Facebook another to participate live. So Wednesdays at 10 a.m. When you have time, charged to charge for a credit card, receive money with, with a credit card. This podcast, the money has to go back on the same card you learn, grow, and build a thriving bookkeeping practice. We have hundreds of lessons. You cannot today. Tomorrow, Start your free month today at right. schoolofbookkeeping.com. That falls under like the bucket. <laughs> so, so there has to be, you know, a, a, a record of the original transaction in order for it to go back to the, the, the same card. So when you're doing it inside of, inside of QuickBooks, QuickBooks Online has this concept of a refund receipt where where QuickBooks Desktop has a credit memo and then a subsequent refund given that. So it's a two-step process in, in Desktop, whereas QuickBooks Online has a refund receipt, which is an equal and opposite type of transaction of a sales receipt. You're putting in the, the items that were, that were sold so that the revenue uh, and, and the income is reversed, right, right based off of the, the refund. And then the money actually going back is, is initiated through, through the refund receipt. Whereas 
QuickBooks on a desktop is more of a create the credit memo. And then it will ask you, are you giving the money back? Right. Because there could potentially be two things when, when people are, are canceling their, their sale, right? Carrie, it's a, you know, you could just leave it as a credit on their, on their right. account and then apply that to them without giving the money back. You know, and that's, that's typically the, the preferred way to give money back because you, you would right. like a future yeah. sale to, to offset that. Right. Yeah, definitely. But that doesn't always happen. I mean, if you say, you know, 60 day money back guarantee, you have to stand behind that and, and do it the way that Intuit wants you to do it, which makes sense. We don't want to be money laundering for sure. It does get tricky though, that we need to point out when they use ACH, it's not, it's not that yeah. easy. You can't, you can't, you're not hitting the undo button. Like I love to hit in Excel and sheets and doc. There's no undo button ACH. It's what's the process, Dan? And the world. Yeah. So the, 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 the challenge is that the ACH has a different set of rules, right? Because normally with the, with the bank transfer, it's, there's usually, there, there's time involved, right? So it's when, when it's ACH, when you charge somebody by ACH, you're pulling money from the bank. There's a, there's a, there's a time, you know, to take two days to get to, get to the, the source, right? Or the destination, I should say. And it's not like you can just reverse that, right? And just, you know, and that's what the, you know, the refund receipt and being able to process a refund on a credit card will actually do because it are, it sees the, the original transaction and is able to, to offset that. So credit cards are ACH much is more, yeah, ACH is more of like a one way thing, right? And so you can't go back. You can't go back just like on a one way street. Yeah. You really shouldn't <laughs> be driving Fire the wrong and way. This backing up into going to rent your car and then you're like, oh, I forgot to tell the guy at the booth this and you hit the, you hit the reverse in your car. You can't do that with ACH. Nope. Right. Yeah. Today's analogies are all about the cars. So we've got tire tracks and we've got one-way streets. So you can't, you can't drive on, on the opposite direction of a one-way. Well, I mean, you can, but only for yeah, a limited time before. Or somebody comes up to you. Right. So, so with ACH, you have to go down another one-way street, right? So you would have to create either, you know, write a check or send your own ACH. Yeah. In order to send the money back. Because in desktop, you create a credit memo for step one. Right. You would, I mean. I, th I think the, 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 the best option is just going into your, into your bank and, and using Zelle or, you know, some other method of, of being able to initiate that money transfer back to them, you know, sending it via PayPal or, you know, right. you have to figure out a way to get the money back. To get it back. You can't use, you can't use the, the merchant yeah. service to be able to do that with a small exception. And I haven't actually seen it seen it work and maybe Susan can, can chime in because she knows, knows about it. So in the merchant center, when you go into, when you have a QuickBooks payments account, you have, you have access to a merchant center. 
right? right? Where you can see all your transactions, you could run, run reports and see the deposits. It'll show you the breakdown of the deposit to help you reconcile those things. And, and in the merchant center, there's a way to process a refund. And then e-checks is one of those, one of those options. Now I have not seen, I've not seen an ACH show up in there to, to, to give it back because there was this whole check processing service with regards to the QuickBooks payments accounts. That was kind of like an add on service where you could kind of like scan, you know, uh, the old, the old days when you actually could take checks or when you did take checks, you know, the, the check scanning little thing, you know what I'm talking about, Carrie, where they like Mm -hmm. run the, run the check through and then it actually approves, approves the check. I don't think ACH falls into that category, but I've, I've heard conflicting stories where like, if I have done an ACH transaction, I could feasibly go into the merchant center, find the the ACH transaction and refund it that way. But that is more of a check. That that was my impression of what that ACH, or I'm sorry, the the e-check reversal was, is that if you actually processed a check transaction, not an ACH transaction. Oh, she says, haven't had to try that. So that's always a good thing when you haven't had to give money back. I don't like giving money back. But it happens. But I, I've, I've, it, it's in there, and I've heard conflicting stories about being able to use that for for ACH. So refunds. it's not, it's not intended for, it's not intended for an ACH refund. It's it's basically if you receive a check and you're like taking a photo of it and depositing it, that can be returned. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um. But you know, I don't know. I don't know how it would show up in there if you haven't actually processed through the the check processing. There used to be, you know, a, a little yeah. check scanner hardware yes. device for, for QuickBooks desktop that you could, you know, use to, you know, receive checks that way. But, you know, these days with mobile deposits and those types of things, it may have just been a service that kind of died off there. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it's, I, I bet you this is caught in that same thing. Like we just figured out the guns in cannabis. It's one of those little teeny weeny things that they just didn't intend to continue with that. Because like you say, I could take a picture of a check and deposit it right in my account. So there's really no need for them to keep the development on right. that. We have workarounds. And regardless, regardless of that, if you do anything inside the merchant center, that only affects the the reality of the money movement, right? You still need to go into QuickBooks and yeah. account QuickBooks for how, how you've given the money back. Good point. Right. So one one of the other things I wanted to point out about, about giving refunds is when you're running reports inside of QuickBooks on a cash versus accrual basis, and you've used, let's say you're on a cash basis, and you've used an accrual-based transaction, like an invoice, right? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, ultimately, QuickBooks will, it, it, when it comes to the QuickBooks reality of an invoice based on a cash, trans, cash reporting basis, it's only going to show the revenue and whatnot based off of whether that invoice has been paid, right? 
So that's, that's the caveat, you know, the fundamental truth, right. Of the, of the reporting things when, when you're using an accrual type of transaction of invoice versus a separate event of getting paid on it later. So when you're giving money back, you want to use the opposite transaction of what you did use, right? So right. Uh, what a lot of people tend to do sometimes is go into the invoice and put in that they've given money back on the invoice, or maybe they've exchanged, you know, like, Hey, this, this shirt didn't fit. I would like yeah, to yeah. get, I would like to get this shirt instead. So they'll go into the original invoice and put in what they've been returned, what they're returning as a negative, and then, you know, put whatever is being exchanged as, as a positive. That's a, that's a bad idea. And let's actually uh, leave, leave, the, leave the integrity of that data behind the, alone and create a second transaction. So what, what do you, what do you feel like, like, why is that, why is that a bad idea? Well, what is, I have my own opinions you, about that. Well, they deleted it. So, I mean, so when you reconcile, you want basically all the transactions to match up with your bank and you want your QuickBooks to reflect that. So that's a separate transaction. You don't want to kill the integrity of the original transaction. I mean, you can copy that and just click that invoice and say, credit this back and it pulls in the same item codes. And then you can refund how you can refund using a check. But that gives the two transactions and then you can bring in that deposit just like it came in and then that outgo is on the right date and that keeps you reconciled to the bank. Otherwise it just, it kind of kills the integrity of your file and your workflow. Right. And then the other, the other aspect of that is that the way QuickBooks handles negatives on cruel based transactions on a cash basis is terribly confusing, right? Because if you're using a negative on the original transaction, then QuickBooks determines that as a payment, right? So it, it, it has to go, okay, well, this is a pay, this is, this negative, you know, has to be a payment. So if you've got five other line items on that particular transaction and this negative only applies to say 33% of the, of the, of the total sale, then QuickBooks has to go through and go. 33% of this returned item needs to be applied to these five items proportionately. So then looking at that original invoice on a cash basis report, it's going to look terribly confusing because it is applying those, that, that negative return proportionately up on, amongst the positive ones. So I've, I've, I've received tons of calls about that where it's like, I don't understand where this number's coming from because. This isn't on this, this isn't on the original sale. This isn't on the original invoice and then come to, come to find out it's like, oh, there's a negative, there's a discount line item, or there's, there's a return item, a negative on a, what it would expect to have a positive receipt it does get very confusing on a cash basis. So best, best practice is to use a credit memo and then apply it because those are positives. Right. So all of the credit memos are positive. They just have the opposite effect of, of the invoice. And then when you apply that to the invoice, then QuickBooks gets a little bit better when it comes to, you know, calculating and keeping those two things separate. 
Yeah. And if so, you, if you've created an invoice and you said, yes, you can return it. And basically you're creating credit memo for that invoice. You, you know, then that's the full amount, but let's, and then you could just sit that on account and what you could do, let's say you're like, I have a return restocking fee. I need to cover my fees. Then you would want to offset by creating a fresh invoice for that date to put in those fees and then you can apply the credit memo to it and refund them the difference. You don't want to give away the farm. If they've, if it's your fault, give away the farm. If not, then you need to make sure you're covering, you know, your overhead for the painful workflow to refund. Cause I want it to be yeah. mine. I don't want to give it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what, that's what Susan says. Mine. What's you- Right. I agree about, with you. Yeah, my money, my. Yeah. Right. Okay, so uh, put a credit memo on file and nine tenths. 90% of the law. <laughs> so, yeah. So you want to make sure in all of, you know, if you reverse that invoice, you're not accounting for any other fees you want to charge for this high drama situation. All right. So next week, I think we'll actually try it. You know, do a little demo of this, this process of new QBO, new payments accounts and yeah, so how people can see get, them going on. Get, get themselves into, into trouble. And so hopefully you can join us next week on another workshop Wednesday. And we appreciate you joining us this week and uh, y'all have a great week. Mm-hmm.